Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. I hope December is treating everyone well. I hope you are uh, getting your Christmas shopping done. I know for me, I've never been good at planning ahead when it comes to Christmas shopping. Um, This year, I have already bought Christmas gifts in the first week of December, which honestly is probably a record for me. (laughs) Um, So I still have a few more to go, but I've I've gotten off to a good start. Um, I hope you all are doing that as well. And I want to give a quick reminder to let everyone know that if you want to become a partner with the show um, and a partner with the Katinas Ministry, the best way to do that is to go to thekatinas.com. Uh, on their website, you'll find a give button. Just click on that. And while we're talking about the Katinas, um, they are on their Christmas tour right now. Uh, I think I talked to my dad this morning. They're some. I think they're in Las Vegas right now or somewhere in Nevada. Um, but if you uh, are interested in going to one of their shows, you can also find on their website uh, their upcoming tour dates. And hopefully they're close to you. I would highly encourage you to, to, to buy some tickets and go see them if you can. Um, it's a great show for the whole family. Um, and if you do go, tell my dad I said, hey. All right, that's that. Oh, and also, if the uncles or dad are listening to this while you're on tour, I hope you guys are doing well and come home soon. All right, today's guest is a returning guest who is... Uh, one of my favorite guests to have, maybe my, maybe the favorite, I'll say second favorite to my wife. Um, and that's because today's guest is my mom and I'd like to welcome her, Lori Katina. Mom, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. I, um, I just asked you when the last time that you were on the show was, and you said it's been like at least six months, I think maybe even a little longer. Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily we've actually gotten, our listenership has grown in the last six months. And so there's a good chance that there's people listening right now who have never heard you before. Um, and so to start off, I, I think I've probably had you do this before, but I'll have you do it again for anyone who might be listening to you for the first time. Would you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and I guess tell us how you're connected to the Katina family. (laughs) Well, thanks again for having me, Josh. Mm -hmm. I'm Lori Katina. I am married to Joe Katina, who is the drummer of the band and the person with the best smile of all the brothers, I think. His smile caught my eye. Um, I am... Joe and I have been married almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years in... March. I just can't believe it's been that long. Um, I'm the mother of 
Josh, the host of the podcast. He's my oldest. And then we have Eli. And um, I am I've, I have been a stay-at-home mom the whole time, ever since my kids were born. But I do work out of my home. I'm a hairstylist. And so I do two days a week. And I just finished with 13 clients. So I'm kind of pooped mm-hmm. today. But... Um, yeah, so I, I have two lovely, wonderful daughter-in-laws, your wife, Josh, Alexis, and Eli's wife, Amelia, and we have two grand dogs and a grandbaby on the way, which we're excited about. Thank you, Mom, for sharing that. Thanks for introducing yourself again. Um, and I know that you did work a long day today, and so I'm really thankful that you took the time to come over here. I know uh, you're probably tired. I know I'm tired too, but we'll try and keep the energy up for okay. for our listeners. Um, before the show, I was talking to you about how I kind of want the next few episodes to be um, focused on the season that we're in, which is the Christmas season, mm-hmm. um, because I love Christmas, and I know a lot of those listening out there love Christmas, and so... I'm going to take advantage of it while it's here because it'll be gone before we know it. Mm -hmm. And the way that these shows usually go is, uh, and you know this, I'll ask my guests what's going on at home. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay true to that, but I also wanted to add some Christmas cheer to that question as well. And so what I want to ask you is, and this is kind of um, maybe a two or three part question, but we'll start with the first one is I'd love to hear from you because I know you're someone who loves Christmas Mm -hmm. and loves this season. I'd love to hear from you. What was it like at home for you during Christmas when you were a young Lori Hill before, Mm -hmm. um, before you were a Katina, what was it like at home? Because I have a feeling Christmases were special when you were young and that's Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. Christmas is so special to you now. So Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Christmas was a real magical time. Um, There was a lot of anticipation. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of tradition. Um, We always would go out and cut our own tree out at at a tree farm in Washington State. And then we would bring it home and take it out into the garage and we would flock it. Do you know what that is? Flocking a tree? I do not. (laughs) I'd love to learn. Well, we took the old vacuum and you hooked it up to where instead of it sucking, it would blow and you would hook up this bag of white, look like uh, frosting or okay. whatever, powder, powdered sugar. I actually sugar. do think I know yes. what this is, yeah. And we would get out there and we would flock the tree so it looked like it had snow on it. Mm. So that was always the big tradition. And it had a certain smell and I can still kind of smell that. So decorate, getting the tree and decorating it was huge. Uh, mom, my mom, your gammer, she was always in the kitchen baking and she would bake for an army. And we had every variety of Cookie, fudge, divinity, which was some kind of, I don't know what, it was her favorite, but it was some kind of white stuff. (laughs) Um, Anyways, that and then just the Christmas shopping. I was talking to a friend today, a client today, just there was one mall in 
in the Tri-Cities where I lived. And so it was a big deal to, we're going to the mall tonight to go Christmas shopping. And what's interesting is I don't ever remember my parents buying anything other than we would go to the Sears department store and they had like a little concession stand there in their store. Mm. And we would get some toffee covered peanuts and share those as we walked down the mall. But the biggest thing was running into people Mm. that you hadn't seen all year, but you knew you'd run into them when you were out Christmas shopping. So there was a lot of just conversation and laughter and simplicity. I think, you know, social media does get the bad rap and everything because everybody knows what's going on in everybody's life in real time. But those memories and traditions of just going to the mall and seeing people and catching up with them, that was huge. You know, make, sending out Christmas cards and receiving Christmas cards was a huge thing. It wasn't the pictures and it wasn't the letters. It was a Hallmark card of some sort, you know, a box of them. And you would just sign your name to them and mail them off. Mm-hmm. So um, those were kind of the traditions that we did. Were, was your home a Santa Claus home growing oh, up? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, my brother insists that to this day that it was a full moon and he saw Santa and mm. the reindeer flying over the moon. That's funny. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I've ever told you this, but how old would, would I have been the one Christmas that we spent at your parents' house? Well, Eli was 18 months and you're three years older. So you would have been four, four and a half ish. Okay. Yeah. So this Do you is. You remember a... going and getting the tree <clears throat> at Christmas? Mm, I can't say I remember that. The, the thing I remember about that Christmas, though, and this is a very early memory for me, um, and the magic of Santa was a big deal for mm-hmm. me back then. And I remember on Christmas Eve, this is the only time I ever did this, um, I swear I heard someone in the living room. And I've, this is the only time I ever did this. I guess I was four and a half years old. I went out of my room that I was staying in. The house was dark and there was nobody walking around. I was by myself and I went and checked by the fireplace to see if the cookies had been eaten <laughs> and they hadn't. And so I thought, wow, I better go back to bed in case Santa doesn't come yeah. because I'm awake. And I went was to... Was this been our house on Creve Hall? No, this was at Gam and Pa's house. Oh, 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 oh. This was that Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this was in Olympia, Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Santa hadn't come yet. And so I went back to bed and... Sure enough, I woke up the next morning and he had come. And I always remember that because I was I was so excited. I thought I was going to catch Santa. Oh, gosh. Um, but that's a fun memory I have at wow. your childhood home wow. from Christmas. Hmm. Um, I did want to ask you, I don't know if you mentioned in your introduction, but you grew up in Washington State. Uh-huh. Did you guys have white Christmases? In Washington? Uh, a couple. You know, being in western Washington, you know, so you're west of the mountains, closer to the water. So we didn't have um, necessarily white Christmases. But there were times that I do remember having the Christmas. This is when you used to put the colored Christmas lights on your house. And I do remember my dad being out and hanging the lights and big snowflakes coming down. So it was mm. the Christmas season. 
an actual white Christmas, I don't, I don't really recall many, if any. Okay. I was just curious. I've, as far as I know, I've never had a white Christmas and I've always wanted one. So I was curious if you've had that. You know, a few years back, it did snow on Christmas day. Here in Tennessee? Yes, it did. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. It must not have been a lot. Yeah, I feel like I would remember it. Yeah, you would have remembered it, but I just, I was thinking that it did snow. I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, one more question about kind of your childhood Christmases. And this mm-hmm. is something that Alexis actually asked me last week. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask you, do you have like a favorite gift that you got when you were a child for Christmas? Oh, gosh. Every gift as a kid was special because we didn't get gifts throughout the year. Um, We would get birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. So every year, Christmas was just so, every gift was unique and special. Mm -hmm. So I don't recall. Maybe I should ask you this. What kind of things were on your list, uh, your wish list when you were a little girl? Now I'm really dating myself, but... We would get the JCPenney catalog, mm. and it, they had a special Christmas catalog, and I would go through, and I would just circle and write down. I'd put page numbers um, of what page the, the gift was on, but I loved anything that had to do with um, like an easy-bake oven, mm. any kind of playing house, pretend, mm-hmm. you know, kitchen, kitchen, you know, dishes, or... Um, and of course, when I got older, you know, it was clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, you wanted clothes or I wanted the mood ring. Everybody had a mood ring. Mm. Um, I will say that my parents were really good at, you know, if there was something that we wanted and we put it on our list, they, they, they did their best Mm. to get us at least one thing on the list that was special. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for going back in time with me. Sure. I want to move forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this is, I'll tell you where this question is coming from. This is Alexis and I's second Christmas together as a married couple. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're still navigating, like balancing her family, Mm -hmm. her side of the family, my side of the family, Mm -hmm. and then our own family. And so... Mm -hmm. Still, traditions that have yet to be are yet to be made, and mm-hmm. we're um, we love Christmas. Alexis loves Christmas, and we'll be spending it with her family this year, mm-hmm. like we did last year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to ask you, like in your first few Christmases with Dad, mm-hmm. maybe before I was born, so it's just you two. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what those Christmases were like, and do you have any? Um, if you have any memories at all, I'd love to hear a story about those Christmases. Well, um, we had nothing our first Christmas when it came to decorations or anything like that. And I was so a traditional person that I had to have a fresh cut tree. Well, they were just so expensive so what we could afford here in Tennessee, trees are just more expensive than what they were out in Washington. Um, so we went and got, I think it was like a little five foot Christmas tree, probably from Home Depot. And I went and bought some gold balls and red ribbons and some white lights because we didn't have any kind of ornaments. Mm. So we did that. Um, 
dad and I would always probably <clears throat> just go overboard and shopping and it, even though it was just the two of us, you know, our tree was packed full mm. of stuff. So we would we would do Christmas um, shopping and wrapping. And um, but Dad was gone on Christmas tours like he is now. Yeah. So pretty much our whole married life, he has been on some form of a Christmas tour, um, especially since you guys were born. So I would say the first two Christmases... Um, yeah, it was just the two of us. We worked retail one Christmas, mm. and that about did us both in. We didn't even realize that it was the Christmas season. All we knew, it was just a busy season. And so it was a matter of just kind of survival, just getting through Christmas. So I would have to say the Christmases before you and Eli came around, we were just kind of more so in a... In a um, because of retail, just more of a survival mode. Yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't like working retail during Christmas. So, <laughs> what, um, what section? You guys worked in like a department store, right? Uh, we worked at Dillard's. Dad was in the men's department, and I worked at the Clinique counter. That's makeup. Makeup. Okay, yeah, skincare yeah. and makeup. Mm-hmm. So, what does a day working retail look like <laughs> during the Christmas season? <laughs> Oh, just answering people's stupid questions. (laughs) I hate to say that. Or they were, you know, I didn't have so much. um, uh, Yeah, yeah. People would ask me about different things in different departments because when you're in skincare and makeup in the holidays, that's probably not really on people's Mm. wish list. You know, people are mainly looking for housewares or clothing or whatever. So people would come up and ask us questions that I knew nothing about, about a TV set or, you know, any kind of electronic. Um, so, but it was just, it was busy. I loved the Christmas music and I loved the decorations and everything in the mall and stuff, but the busyness of people and the, which is kind of sad, the uptightness of some of the people. Mm-hmm. You really saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of wore me out. Yeah. Have you been to the mall in during Christmas season this I year? I have not yet. No? Mm-mm, mm-mm. But so, I've thought about going. In fact, the girls and I, Alexis and Amelia, uh-huh. we did Girls Weekend last weekend, and we talked about going to the mall, but we didn't make it there. Okay. So I guess it wasn't technically Christmas season yet, but... Alexis and I went with her parents actually when they were in town last, so mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and that was my first time at the mall in a while. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me that the mall was busy, and it? it's amazing to me that I don't know if this is malls everywhere, but I feel like our mall d- does well. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, so I grew up in, or I grew up, I went to business school in college, and. This was a few years ago now, which is crazy, but there was lots of conversations in business classes as to if like brick and mortar stores were going to Mm -hmm. stick around much longer, especially malls, Mm -hmm. just because of how um, online shopping has grown and grown Mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like there is still a draw for people to go to the mall, Mm -hmm. especially during this time of year. And I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if, like you talked about how going to the mall was a big deal when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was for me as well. And I mm-hmm. wonder if people are still hanging on to that feeling of mm-hmm. going to the mall during Christmas. Because mm-hmm. even though going on Amazon or online mm-hmm. shopping mm-hmm. is 
so, in my opinion, so much easier mm-hmm. and more convenient. Mm-hmm. You don't get the same experience. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something about the mall that, at this time of year that makes me feel like, oh, Christmas is here. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the decorations at the mall. Yeah. And I have to admit, my Christmas shopping is done, and I uh, haven't been to the mall. There you go. <laughs> See, you're all, you're much better about your Christmas shopping than I am. But I do want to. I do want to go and walk through and get myself a peppermint mocha huh, and just yeah. walk the mall and kind of window shop, so yeah. to speak. You yeah. know, maybe Santa will be there. Maybe his reindeer yeah. will be on the roof, like yeah, he they were when maybe I was a kid. So. Yeah, the sleigh and everything. So. Well, thanks for t- talking about that. Sure. Um, this is kind of the last part of this question. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it in your introduction that you have a grandchild on the way. Mm-hmm. And this will be your last Christmas before yeah. um, you have a grand or you're a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And as you're moving into that part of your life, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, like, what do you want? your grandkids to remember about their grandmother when it comes to Christmas, when they're my age and they're talking about uh, their grandma. What do you want them to say grandma was like during Christmas? Oh, I hope they say that I was fun, that I was creative, and that I kept the magic of Christmas alive. Mm. Um, I hope there's some traditions you know it's interesting my only tradition that I feel like that I have and you may pipe in on this or agree is our Christmas breakfast Mm. that's always been the biggest tradition that I feel like that I have kept and I've made the same Christmas breakfast even that I had as a kid growing up Mm. so um I hope I hope I can be the type of grandma that lets my kids, my grandkids get in the kitchen and bake cookies Mm. because that was something that I did as a kid, but I can honestly say I didn't really do that a lot with you guys. We, we made the caramel corn growing up. That, yes, yes. In fact, I I feel like that's another tradition that we had during Christmas. That's true. Yeah. In fact, this weekend I'm going to be making some that I made some last weekend and now I'm going to do some, a little bit more this weekend. But. I haven't gotten my bag yet. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It'll be coming. <laughs> um, that's fun. I, uh, so last year, Alexis actually made our your Christmas breakfast for us. And right. we are doing that again this year. Now so. She said you made the souffle last year. Did you make it? You're, you know what? You're right. I did make the souffle. Yeah. And she made the coffee the cake? The coffee cake, okay. probably, because it's a little harder. Yeah. I, I actually forgot that. I did make the souffle. And so her and I, we're doing our Christmas, just the two of us, um, like a week before Christmas this oh, okay. year, because we're going to be mm-hmm. spending actual Christmas day with all of her extended family. Right. Um, and we're going to make that breakfast. Um, I think it's on the 17th or the 18th. Oh, I good. hope Alexis doesn't know that. I don't know the date. <laughs> it would be, If it's a Sunday, it would be the 18th? Maybe it's the 16th. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. It's soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that tradition, at least in our house, is still alive. And Good. Good. I hope that I hope that my kids grow up having that for breakfast on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'll be happy to tell them that's what grandma <laughs> ate for Christmas <laughs> growing up. Well, 
I guess we'll move on from the Christmas questions for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I want to stay on the grandma questions because I, um, I, I broke the news on the podcast. Well, I shared it with our listeners that I have, um, a nephew on the way, you have a Mm -hmm. grandson on the way. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to ask you when you found out that Eli and Amelia were pregnant, What was your reaction like? I threw my hands in the air and I screamed and said, this is the best news I've heard in a long time. Mm. I was just so excited and just somewhat surreal um, because I don't feel old enough to be a grandma, even though I am old enough, but just so excited about life and new life mm-hmm. and new birth. And it was just a really, um, just a, it, it was just significant. It was yeah. awesome. It was exciting. I'm curious because, you know, it's kind of a, a running joke, but it's not really a joke because it's true that a lot of times when people get married, the first thing that their parents talk about is, when are you going to have kids? We're right. so excited to be grandparents. Right. We want grandkids. And, Now that you're expecting a grandchild, Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask, like, what is it inside of people, especially when they get to the age where they have adult children who are married? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that that's like the most important thing is that I want my kids to have kids? Why is that, do you think? I think for myself is the nurturing being just nurturing a child. There's something about a child that brings just um, the serenity, the quietness, the calmness, especially when they're sleeping. Now when they're tearing things up, that might be a different story. Um, But also I think for myself, just a second chance, a second chance of being a parent because I'm a grandparent, but a second chance of trying to redo things that I messed up with, with you and Eli, Hmm. that I might have a second chance to, um, do things a little differently with a grandchild. What do you think you'll do differently? I think I will be, my prayer would be that I would be more patient, that I would be more understanding that I would be a better listener, um, that I would just see life through the eyes of a child, Mm. Um, just being more of a, uh, I don't, I I mean, not so wound tight. Mm. I think I was wound tight. You could probably attest to that. I mean, I was your mother. (laughs) Unfortunately, <laughs> I was probably wound tight at times, but I think um, every good mom is at well, some point. Thank you. Yeah. Um, as you're, you know, watching your son and your daughter-in-law mm-hmm. go through their first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Well, I should say it like this: Amelia's going through her first pregnancy. Right. Eli's mm-hmm. um, being a really good husband, mm-hmm. walking through it with her. But as you watch mm-hmm. Amelia. Do you have, does it strike like um, memories for you about your pregnancies? 
I have a lot of compassion right now for her because she's been really sick Mm -hmm. and I was really sick. So I just, I feel that for her. Um, But I think she's coming out of it. You know, I asked her a few weeks ago, is, are, is it exciting, you know? Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel so sick and there's no baby bump or anything, it's you're just kind of like just trying to get through the day. But Before you keep going, can mm-hmm. you p- try and explain to me and all the men listening who mm-hmm. will never be pregnant, mm-hmm. what is pre- being sick while you're pregnant, what is that like? Like how is that different from just a nor- being having the flu or a, or a cold or whatever. I know it's different. So I try and explain it to me because I want to understand. My best way to explain it is the worst motion sickness, the queasiness magnified and there's no end in sight and there's no remedy other than time. Mm-hmm. So just to be nauseous and you're hungry but nothing sounds good nothing tastes good um and I'm sure there are moms out there listening that can sit there and shake their head yes as I'm saying this but you just you're in survival mode of um just trying to get through the day without tossing your socks every time you turn around at least that's what it was for me. Yeah. Um, and then once that was all finished, I was famished and starving all the time. Mm. But I birthed two big boys. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys did that to me. Yeah. Um, I've heard that for, for a lot of mothers, maybe not all of them, but I've heard that after they finally do give birth... Mm-hmm that there's like this amazing sense of mm-hmm. like relief mm-hmm. and joy. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that? And Oh, and absolutely. Is there anything that you could compare it to or <laughs> is it indescribable? Um, it was just a relief. I, it was a sense of huge accomplishment, mm. a huge accomplishment because a lot of times we can start things and fizzles out and eh, I'm not going to finish that or whatever. Well, once, once you're pregnant and, and you're in it for the next nine months and there were times when I was pregnant with you being my first, I said to dad, I think I'm going to go crazy because if I'm not sick, I'm starving. When will the starving go away? Mm. I mean, I could never get enough food in me and believe me I ate and as soon as you were born the hunger went away the however I did there was a dairy queen in the hospital and I all I wanted was a strawberry milkshake because I hadn't been able to eat any of that none of that sounded good and all of a sudden a strawberry milkshake sounded good so um but I would say it was just such a a sense of accomplishment yeah it is a huge accomplishment huge huge um well one more grandma question Mm -hmm. you um since this is your first grandchild Mm -hmm. you get to pick what you want to be called Mm -hmm. 
how is that a hard thing for you to decide? Have you made a decision yet? I think I've heard some of the options, but oh gosh, um, what's that like? It's hard because I want my grandchild. In fact, Eli said to me, "Well, mom, you got a couple years. You know, your grandchild's mm. not going to be saying anything." And I said, "But Eli, you know, you're you're the dad. So when you pick up your child and you look at him and say, "Daddy loves you." Mm. That you have a name, your identity. You know, I don't want to pick him up and say, well, I love you. Yeah. I want there to be a connection. I want him to be able to know me. So, uh, you know, I've thought of different names. I don't want to be grandma. I don't want to be Mimi. I don't want to be, you know, granny. Mm-hmm. Um, I've come up with Lolo and Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. I like that one. And the re- one reason is, you know, Lori, L-O, and Joe, J-O, so Lolo and Jojo. When my niece, Alexis, your cousin, mm-hmm. when she was a little girl, I would say to her, say Auntie Lori. And for some reason, L's are hard, I think, mm-hmm. for kids. And she said, Auntie Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. And I just got all excited because that was my name. So Lolo may end up being Yo-Yo, which would kind of be full circle, and I'm fine with that. Um, So I don't know if anybody has any suggestions and want to send them in to you of what would be cool grandparent names for us. But at the end of the day, he's going to call us what he's going to call us. But he's he'll set... He'll set the name probably for all the grandkids. Yeah. Is it true? So I think I've been told that my cousin Alexis that you Mm -hmm. were talking about kind of named Gammer. Is that true? Carly did. Okay, Carly did. Carly did. That makes sense to me because she's the oldest. I don't know why I've always heard that it was Alexis. It was, and it's so funny because it came up as Gammer, Mm -hmm. which I think Gammer actually means like, old woman or something, something like that. But, and it's cute because Emily, the second one, she could never say gammer, but she could say manger. (laughs) She got the the G's and the M's all twisted. So it was gammer, manger, and then gam or gammy Uh were what some of the other kids would call her. But gammer has been the one that has stuck. I think you guys would refer to her as gam. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we I used Gammer and Gam, but Gam yeah. is kind of what, what stuck. How did Pa get his name? I'm not really sure. I think it was it's just, just pa. easy. Just Pa. Yeah, Gammer I like and pa. pa. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. You, yeah. Eli's right. You do have a few years, but mm-hmm. you're going to want to have something mm-hmm. in... You got a few months now. Mm-hmm. To- I saw a t-shirt the other day when we were shopping, and it said Grammy. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, I could do that one, Grammy. Yeah. It's like an award. I like you know, Grammy. Grammy. <laughs> but, I like that a lot. you know, I'm afraid that it'll end up becoming Granny. Yeah. Sorry to all those grannies out there or Mimi's out there, but that's just not the name for me. Alexis has a granny. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. love we love Granny. I don't think Granny listens to the podcast, <laughs> but if you do, Granny, <laughs> I'll see you in a few weeks. Maybe when I'm really, really old and really gray and glasses and <laughs> slippers, I can be Granny, but right now I'm not there. Well, thanks for talking about that with me, Mom. Oh, sure. Um Last question. Mm-hmm. It could be a string of questions, but this is Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but shortly after that, it will be New Year's. Mm -hmm. And New Year's is my favorite holiday. It has been for a while now. Um, And I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving. But New Year's is the holiday that I really enjoy it for, for whatever reason. Well, I think I know why I enjoy it, but... I'm probably going to be asking um, my next few guests about this, but I just want to ask you, as you look forward to the new year, which is weeks away now, Mm -hmm. 2023, um, what are you, what is your, I don't want to say your goal, but what is something that you hope is a focus for you in, in the next year? And also, what are you dreaming about for 2023? What's your, your dream scenario for, for next year? Boy, these are kind of loaded questions. It's interesting because I've never been a dreamer. Mm. I don't think I was ever encouraged to dream. Um, But my focus, I think the focus, and this might be kind of heavy, but I'm going to just throw it out there. This has been a season, you know, for Dad and I with empty nesting, trying to um, navigate that. And, you know, you think, oh, it's just an empty nest. You know, you just, life goes on and everything's normal. Everything isn't normal. You know, your kids grow up and they get married and they start their new lives. And you're kind of thinking, well, wait, where do we fit into this picture? Right. I think for myself and I think for dad also, we have realized how codependent we have been mm. not only on each other but on you and Eli. Mm. And I think my one of my desires and one of my focuses for this coming year is to peel those layers back yeah. and not be codependent but be celebratory for the things that you and Alexis decide to do and the things that Eli and Amelia decide to do and realize that if you do something that doesn't involve dad and I, it doesn't mean you don't love us. Mm. You still love us, but man, you guys have your own life. And I think I have to focus on dad and I must have done something right and something good if our kids can spread their wings and fly and you still come home and visit us, but you don't need us as much. And I think that's so healthy. And I think for me to be able to focus on, I did a pretty good job raising my kids. They're self-sufficient. They're, they're independent. Um, and I have to learn to celebrate that as opposed to thinking, well, they don't need me. Why don't, why, why don't they call? Why don't they come around? It has nothing to do with love. It has to do with the weakness of me. And I think, and I won't speak for dad, I'll speak for myself, that for myself, just being codependent. Um, And I want to peel those layers back to become healthier and to become stronger myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think the dream would be I think when you're not codependent, I think there's probably a lot of joy that can come. So I think for me, dreaming of dad and I doing stuff that we want to go do 
Because dad will say, well, should we invite the kids? And I'm like, well, no, they don't invite us. So why should we invite them? You know? And again, it has nothing to do with, do they love us? Do they like us? Of course they do. It's just the codependency that we need to peel back. So um, I dream of dad and I doing stuff and having fun and being okay. And I, I get excited just about dreaming of being a grandmother too, mm-hmm. having a little, little boy around. Now, of course, you know, it, it's going to be a while before he's toddling around, but mm-hmm. it won't be long. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, okay. thanks for talking about that. Sure. So the reason I, um, the reason I love New Year's so much is the truth is that every day is a new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, every moment is a new beginning, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the symbolism of New Year's to me that puts an end in one year Mm -hmm. and puts a beginning, a new beginning in in the next Mm -hmm. that is very comforting to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because New Year's is a time where I both reflect and look forward. Mm -hmm. I reflect on the past year, the the victories and the the failures. And then I look forward to um, the opportunity of a new year and Mm. all of the things that could happen and all of the Mm. things that could go so great. Mm. Um, But at this, while doing all of that, it's a reminder to me that nothing is really permanent and that time keeps moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that time, the, the, the uh, continuity of time can be a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to accept it, I feel like that acceptance can be really beautiful mm-hmm. because for people who are in dark seasons, heavy seasons, mm-hmm. it's a reminder that time keeps moving on. And mm-hmm. as time, they say time heals all wounds. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a, it's a symbolism of healing the new year. Mm. I think that for people who may, may be on the mountaintop and maybe have a victory, it's a reminder that mm. time keeps moving forward. So you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep mm. striving to climb higher or, or, or dig deeper, whatever it is. And so mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you going into this new year that I believe in you to, to achieve your dreams and the things that you're striving for, I think mm-hmm. 2023 is going to be um, an amazing year for you. And I just encourage mm-hmm. you as as the new year comes, and this is for everyone listening, just to really um, soak in that moment, that, that small moment in time where one year becomes the next mm-hmm. and realize that time's moving on and no matter where you're at, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I think we'll end with that, Mom. I just want to thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for coming by after a long work day. Absolutely. And um, next time we do this, it'll be 2023 probably. That would be great. One thing I do want to say is I think we had last year, we set a New Year's resolution. And I have not been one to do want to do New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. But I know what yours is Mm -hmm. this year was making a beat every day. Yep. And that has really, really inspired me. And I'm really proud of what you have done with your gifts and your talents. And you're not wasting them. 
Um, but you have inspired me to stick to my goal. And my goal is to read the Bible through the year. Wow. And I'm almost there. <laughs> December Good for you, 7th. Mom. That's awesome. <laughs> so I've stayed the course and I look forward to the new year, the next year. And um, again, we only have today. Yeah. And you got to make the most of every day. And um, yeah, just be in the moment. Like the cup that the girls gave me as a gift this last weekend, it said, be present. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I would probably want to leave with people is just be present. Don't, don't look too far forward. Just look at what today has for you and make the most of it. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Mom. You're welcome. I love you. Love you. Proud of you. To those of you listening, we'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day. Thank you.